and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Britt Box. We talk about all things to do with mental health and emotional well-being and how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. But we're not doctors, so don't confuse our advice for medical advice. And even though we come at these subjects with a slightly more light-hearted approach, please don't think we're trivialising them because we certainly don't do that. However, we do come from a different perspective and hence thinking outside the box. Okay, it's episode 15, Britt. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing, all right? <laughs> yes, I'm fine. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Yes, uh, it's the end of a day. That's why we had to uh, re-record the intro, because I... Don't tell... Why are you telling people the, the secrets behind the curtain? Well, why I are feel, you doing I it? feel like in the last episode, you mentioned how slick I was becoming at that bit, and then I got <laughs> it wrong the next time. Overconfidence with. It probably was, or lack of preparation. But... <laughs> Probably Having said that, I, there's no lack of preparation in this episode because I've got loads of you notes. You have so many notes. I've come in sans notes and uh, you, you are full of notes. Well, I feel like I'm steadily taking these episodes more seriously and you're steadily <laughs> taking them less seriously. No, I just, I, I, I wing it. I bring the lulls. I know what I'm here for. You just riff off of me, don't you, babe? That's what it's all about. That's our <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, today's topic, drum roll. Odd socks. <laughs> don't look you talk about going behind the curtain so you did tell me my socks were odd this morning Tim done, is wearing I've, odd socks by the way I've done nothing about it I'll be honest I've got a pair exactly like this today's episode is not about odd socks it's I'm not about odd out. socks it is about addictions dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. so yeah we thought we'd cover this one why do we want to cover addictions uh, because we were looking at a list of the top addictions um, mm. on the NHS website, uh, and it wasn't like a top of the pops coming in at number two. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that. It was uh, you were looking at it um, because it's something that you speak to your practitioners about. Yes, and we realised how many on the list. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so really, this is more of an intervention than an yes. episode. I, yeah. well, I, I've told you before, I treat this podcast as therapy. And anyone who listens to it, it's just a happy bonus. Brilliant. That's really good. <laughs> but um, to be fair, it's something we talk about a lot because, okay, the first thing, let's, let's start defining addiction. Yeah, because this is the one thing that gets me about addictions. Everyone will have their own idea of what it is, a yes. different idea of what it is. Yes. Yeah? From my understanding, it's something that you do compulsively. And you can't stop doing. See, that seems fair enough, doesn't yeah. it? And I, and I think a lot of people will broaden that definition. Yeah. And so, so I looked at. I think it was an American medical website because I did. I did a bit of. Hmm. I wonder how people define it differently. Hmm. American medical website. They were absolutely. It only concerned with substances oh. that had chemical hooks that addicted you to them. That was their only concern with the definition of the word addiction. Oh, interesting. Because that's not what I would say. No, I don't think it's what most people would say. No. When we think about what are the most, well, we'll come on to what we regard as the most addictive uh, things or behaviours or things like that. Yes. But yeah, most of us, I think, would would categorise an addiction as just something that we struggle to break or stop doing. Yeah, massively. And I'm going to come in straight off the bat here with some controversial opinions. Blimey. In the same way that I really don't like it. We, I think we said this because it, it, uh, it jogs my memory that we've said this. If someone lines their pens up properly, they're like, oh, I'm a bit OCD. No, no, yeah, you're not. Yeah. You're not. You do not have obsessive compulsive <laughs> disorder. I feel the same way when someone's like, oh, I'm addicted to this 
popcorn or whatever and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. no no you're not you just you just yeah. quite like it are you having to start your day with a bowl of popcorn yes yeah, or exactly. like you know i I'm, I'm, i know we'll go on to it but i like i like buying certain things and you know no. i have people on on instagram you know just make make funny and i'll put it in air quotes you can't see me doing it but make funny quotes so oh you're addicted no i'm not no that's not <laughs> that's not it kind of trivializes the term addiction i yes. suppose doesn't it yes. yeah it's, but i mean we can get a bit reductive when we use certain terminology and we just use it to apply to different things or different situations but I've, d- I've done my research like I said I've actually looked stuff up well done you um, thank you very much appreciate the I'm glad you're <laughs> appreciating the work that I put in um, but we've got I'm going to start with psychology today for a definition okay oh, I've gone so straight into the deep straight end in, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah well you know you google stuff what comes up first turns out it was psychology today um, addiction is a condition oh. mark that well condition okay, right. I say um, that results when a person ingests a substance okay. or engages in an activity right. that can be pleasurable. Oh. But <laughs> I feel like Brit reacts <laughs> to the word pleasurable. Just um, carry on. Can be pleasurable, oh. but the continuation. <laughs> Sorry. This is a really serious subject. I know, I know. Sorry. I've just said we don't trivialise this, <laughs> and now you're coming in. Um, it can be pleasurable, but the continuation of which becomes compulsive right. and interferes with ordinary responsibilities. So it's something that you start doing because you like it, but then you can't stop doing it, and then it gets in the way. Well, yeah, that was that was what I found interesting, that it that it had all the elements of it's inherently pleasurable. Yes. Um, it becomes so pleasurable that you struggle to stop doing it, and then you struggle to stop doing it to the point where it's now impacting negatively upon your life, but you're still doing it. So, essentially, too much of a good thing. You could, yeah, that's probably yeah. the uh, essence of that, of that saying, isn't it? Yeah. But um, I thought it was interesting when it said a condition, mm. which I suppose I'm always a bit mm, with the word condition. Anything, anything like that. So, for example, I've got, you may or may not know, listeners, I've got hypermobility. It's mm-hmm. technically classed as hypermobility syndrome. Yeah. And it's part of a multitude of separate syndromes that make up, oh, just lots of different boring things. But I'm, I'm always very much like, oh, I don't think it's a sin. I don't want to say I've got a syndrome. You know, yeah, it's really yeah, it sort of... Bit- a bit harsh, it sounds it? a bit harsh, and yeah. I think condition falls under that as well. Yeah, it sounds th- like sounds like there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I think if if they're using the term condition to mean, uh, as in I don't know, like like a state, as oh. in I mean I mean out of condition, or I mean I'm in a good condition, or something. Then it, it's transient. It's passing. It's not a permanent thing. I'm, but that's I'm okay how you with would that. describe something that you put for sale on eBay. Good it's like come yeah. look at this table. Relatively good condition. See, I'm not as new. <laughs> no, I've used several good owners. <laughs> <laughs> and some not so good owners. And, so, but, and, yeah, and some not so careful. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but we, well, mark this then. Go on. Wikipedia. Oh, here we go. You know, As we've Wikip- learned on this podcast, not to listen to the Wikipedia definition. I think always valuable, though. Um, addiction is a brain disorder. Oh, Christ. Straight in with brain disorder. Uh, Characterised compulsive engagement in rewarding stimuli. Despite adverse consequences, yeah, yeah. So along the similar lines, similar thing, the, isn't it? This yeah. is the problem, right? This is why I never put what's wrong with me into Google because all it tells me is I'm going to die within the next twenty four hours. Is it yeah. any wonder that we're living, to quote Matt Haig, on such an anxious planet mm. when you go to search things online and it's got brain disorder, condition, yeah, syndrome? Yeah. Okay, you know? but 
if we break that down though, mm. um, disorder, right, means state of confusion. Yes. Yeah, so what we talk about anxiety disorders, or I certainly talk about that a lot, and I'm always defining it for people and clarifying the definition of disorder in that it doesn't mean you're locked in. This is like a genetic predisposition or a chemical imbalance. It means currently what's going on is disordered, yes. as in it's, we would say it's Out inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then when you caveat brain disorder, <laughs> technically speaking, you know, addiction involves the reward stimulus, you know, dopamine as a neurotransmitter. Yes, that's so the good you one, could, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one that we like. <laughs> um, but you could, you could argue that that is actually technically correct then. It's a, it's a confusion yeah, in the brain. But you hear the word brain disorder and it's not... Yeah, it doesn't make you pleased. It, does... it doesn't... You know, if someone sat you down and said you have a brain disorder, it's not. That would be a serious conversation, exactly. wouldn't it? It wouldn't. It wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, I get. Well, you wouldn't put it on saying. a greeting card. Is all no, I'm but, saying. Brilliant. Congratulations on your brain disorder. You know, that would be a very strange greetings card. <laughs> Although I've received some cards that were well tantamount to as, as insulting as that. To be fair. Well, on a complete tangent, um, oh, my family used to give New Year's Day cards, and you weren't having any of that when we got together. New Year's Day cards. Yeah. I mean, come on now. I think it's just an excuse for a card. It's it's Hallmark just having their way with people, isn't it, really? <laughs> um, but anyway, I wanted to come on to it because a lot of time, for me, mm. the definition of addiction or something that I'm regarding that way, there's a couple of um, qualities to it, okay? Right. Now, because Wikipedia talks about this and also the NHS website talks about this, okay? The two properties that characterise all addictive stimuli, Yes. and this is going to be important because I feel like we may well clarify or uh, categorise certain things as addictive and not addictive according to these two. Okay, right, yeah, yep. go, yeah. Um, one is that they're reinforcing. What does that mean? What it means is they increase the likelihood that a person will seek repeated exposure. And also it contains that thing of, you know, where you need more and more of it to get the same hit from it, if that right, makes sense. Yes, so yeah. you were talking chemically here. Or, well, look, gambling even. Oh, okay. You know, so you yeah. need to gamble more and more money to get that rush, to get yes. that excitement, yeah? yeah? yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is why oftentimes if people have um, come, off, come away from their addiction, mm -hmm. have given up things, and then they return to them, mm. that's when they're more prone to overdose because they'll take the amount their body was coping with and thriving on Before, previously. I'm with you, yeah. Whereas now, they can't handle it anymore. Right. You know, so that's, that's why it leaves you vulnerable to that. Second one, intrinsically rewarding. But so, what does that mean? It means inherently positive, desirable, and pleasurable. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. You're, you're, you're struggling with that, aren't you? Okay. I'll tell you why I'm struggling with it is because, you know, I've seen the pictures of people before and after meth, <laughs> and they don't look like they're having a good time. Yeah, but I mean, as you or I who have not done meth, <laughs> we think I mean, we should I'm, point that out. <laughs> I'm just dropping that in the conversation. Just, I mean, I haven't asked you, but you know what I mean? I'm going to... You I'm don't gonna, know. You don't well, know. I'm kind of saying we haven't in the hope that you won't kind of flinch at that and go, hmm, yeah, we need to no, have a conversation. I, I, I can categorically say, and you can quote me on this, I have not done meth. Yeah, good. Right. But <laughs> these, I think that should be in the footnotes of this, of this episode. Brit confirms to all who are interested, she has not done meth. Brit's shocking revelation about, about her meth. relationship with meth. <laughs> That's clickbait. Yeah, it was a bit, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so if you have clicked on, hoping to hear. Yeah, shocking. But what I'm saying is they don't look like they're having fun. No, they don't, do they? Yeah. Um, but this is why, in some, in some respects, people who are saying they're addicted to nicotine. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing inherently pleasurable about a cigarette. 
Now, okay, I know, you I know and I sm- disagree on this. Because you've been a smoker in the And past. you haven't, therefore you don't know okay. what it's like. So, but here's the thing. I've met many smokers. In fact, I've helped many smokers stop smoking. Right. Okay? I've never met somebody who said, oh, that first cigarette though, oh, it was lovely. You know, you just, <laughs> I inhaled that smoke and I was like, oh, why haven't I tried this before? No, normally what happens is... <laughs> You cough your lungs up, you get a headache, you feel sick. Your body says, oh, hang on, this feels a bit like poison. And it tries to get rid of it, yeah? So don't get me wrong, it does become pleasurable because there are reasons why we're invested in continuing smoking, yeah? Okay. But it's not like there's that, oh, that visceral hit of of the first cigarette. It's not like a chocolate eclair, is it? It's not, exactly. I'm I'm glad. I mean, I've never tried it, but I'd always assumed it wasn't like a chocolate eclair. But thank God I've not been missing out on a potentially enjoyable chocolate eclair like experience it's addictions i think is one of the uh, just one of the very brief topics that you and i we don't disagree uh, and we yes, don't, it sounds like you're about to disagree with we me. don't disagree but i have lived personal experience with a lot of addictions that i'm happy mm-hmm. to talk about now that i'm okay. happy to sort of um mm-hmm. you know to mention and and to to discuss mm. and you don't so it feels some like for some of it where mm. we read a definition yeah i can be like yeah actually i understand that whereas you might necessarily think the other way yeah and you know in all seriousness as well i think that's why i was really excited about doing this podcast because i can come with all you know my book learning and my experience <laughs> of talking to people about this but in many factors in many things we talk about you do have a personal journey with elements of this mm. you know so it, it is a benefit I think for you to come in with your massive experience of your personal um, circumstances yes um, and me to come in with my experience of talking to lots of people about <laughs> it. I'm, I'm doing my voice where I push my glasses on the bridge of my nose there um <laughs> my not the glasses, not glasses I don't, I don't wearing, have yeah. on yes um but yeah I think um I did. I did find actually a very interesting stat on the NHS website. Okay. By the way, all the things that we're talking about, um, we're going to say at the end again. I know, but if you're dealing with addiction and you want help with it, NHS have great resources. Mind have great resources. Yes. You know, there's a lot of help out there for people if they're going through something and they want to change what's going on. Yeah, so you please... might you might not feel it, but trust me on this one. There is there is the help out there. There yeah. really is. Yeah, because you can feel. I mean, the first thing the NHS website says. If you have an addiction, you're not alone. Yeah. Which is more profound, I think, than, than yeah. we might have first think. Yeah. Um, according to the charity Action on Addiction, mm-hmm. one in three people are addicted to something. That's it. That's. Do you know what? I don't know if that's higher than I thought it would be, or if that's roughly what I thought it would be. Yeah, I know. What I'm you not mean. entirely sure. But um, I know you've got a list of sort of the the main ones there, and what I would like to do mm-hmm. is when you sort of you know hit ones that I know of. Yes. That's when I'll. Uh, I'll jump in. Do what do you want a little buzzer there if I mention one that you've had or yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can we just have oh Brit's addiction. <laughs> yeah. In this episode of Brit Addiction. But it's not meth. But it's not meth. In brackets. It's, yeah. Okay. Um well here's the thing. NHS, they don't necessarily they've got some suggestions of things you might like to become addicted to. No, that's not what I mean. It's that uh, they have some things in terms of here's an example of what we might be addicted to. Okay. And it's interesting because we might consider these to be the more common ones in our modern um, in our modern world, you know? modern society. So the first one uh, they go for gambling. <laughs> you've had that one, have you? You've been you've been dealing with gambling addiction. Okay, let me explain. Mm-hmm. Um, not like I say, not a serious one. I think at any point in your life, I'm gonna I'm, mm. I'm gonna get serious. I'm gonna get real with everybody. Mm. 
if at any point in your life you do feel like something you are doing or you are partaking in is becoming out of control, mm. even if that just feels 5% more than you want to do it, mm. 2% more than you want to do it, mm. if at any point you feel like that, that is when you stop. That mm. is when you speak to someone. That is when you maybe get help if you need it. Yeah. And I had noticed. So you know, I've been to Vegas. I've done slot machines. I had a lot of fun doing that. I, uh, you know, I won. I won a lot of money. <laughs> it was. It was very, very good. But that's not what I'm talking about. So my thing for a little while was, um, and don't laugh because <laughs> it really, it really like, yeah, it really got to me. This, but it was the um, like online bingo websites. Okay, what the the ones? Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah so yeah, like yeah. the ones that are advertised on daytime TV. Wow. So I was sitting at home and I saw on daytime TV. It was like I, I don't, I can't remember what company it was, and I wouldn't say it anyway. But it was very mm. much like you know, sign up today and get ten pound off your first bet, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So I did it, and um, I'd like to point out as well, this was a time in my life when I did not have a lot going on. I was, mm. I was, I was working, and you know, I was just yeah. getting on with my life. But I was, I was depressed you know, massively. Mm, and, mm. and I was at home on my own all day. So it was it was a bit, you know, I struggled. Yeah. And um, so I logged on and I, I did this 10 pound thing. And it was, it was like a it was like online slot machine, basically, is yeah. the best way I can put it where you you bet you bid like 10p at a time. Yeah. And it was it kind of just did the online slot machine thing. Mm. And with that free 10 pound I got when I signed up, mm. I won 30. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. quite nice. Yeah, and instead of just go, well, that's thirty quid I didn't have. I'll withdraw that and get <laughs> on with my life, which I should have done. Mm. I didn't. Uh, I put it back in. I lost it, and then I started topping up with my own money. Okay. Um, and I did this for a good few months, mm. um, and I won a lot of money. I lost a lot of money, mm. um, and. It got to a point where I was, I, I had spent all of my money in my bank account. Wow. Because as I was getting closer and closer to sort of the limit of my money, I was like, right, it'll be this one. I win it yeah, all back with this yeah, one. I win yeah. it all back with this one. And I was like, no, I need to stop this. Yeah, that's horrible. That's horrible. I think, you know, it, when you see those adverts on daytime TV and they say, please bet responsibly, only bet what you can afford to lose mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah, it's nice that they put that now. It's a bit like on cigarettes, then putting the, the sign that says, by the way, this is going to kill you. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. A, but it doesn't necessarily do what it needs to do in terms of discouraging people. No. Uh, I had a friend at school who, when he was old enough, when he turned old enough, he put, um, actually, I don't think it was when he was old enough, I think his big brother put a bet on the Grand National for him one oh, okay, year. Yeah. His first experience of gambling. Yeah. And he won 150 quid. Hmm. Um, and it didn't, maybe I shouldn't have been shocked when I you know, caught up with him in later years and found out they had a gambling problem yeah because i think you have that initial experience of the pleasure and the rush of winning and you're chasing that pleasure then from then on aren't you and then you can you you also sort of you convince yourself that i'm um, like like i said i win it all back i win it mm. all back that's genuinely what i believed um and then and then i had no money for the the rest of the month yeah. and it was really like okay this needs to stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, here's the thing with me, and you know this about me. Anything, I know we're not even, we've only just started this list, but anything mm. that would be considered a, an addiction, anything that I've been, you know, quote unquote, addicted to, mm -hmm. I have stopped. Yes. You know, I yeah. have I have sort of gone, nah, I don't fancy that mm -hmm. anymore because I, I see the sort of the negative, mm. you know, the, the negative side of it. But I do know 
that if I'd not been in like a certain frame of mind or a certain way, mm. then I would have absolutely just sought help for it. And yeah. I think that's what I really want to get across. There is absolutely no shame yep. in seeking help for something that is affecting your life. This is the thing. In these times where we've had certain things that we would normally be maybe dependent on to get through the day, the week, mm-hmm. the month, and they've been off limits to us, it's not surprising to find out that a lot of people have developed new, you know, in inverted commas, addictions. Yeah. Because they're indulging in that little bit of pleasure somewhere yeah. that gets us through. You yeah. Know? I think I was, I mean, I was really fortunate that <laughs> I, you know, this is where me being the slightly nervous, anxious child, I think, played to my advantage. <laughs> because I, my only real experience of gambling to the point where I, I upset myself. This is going to be good. It's not going to be good at all. <laughs> it's going to be really. Was when I was like a tiny little child, and we were on holiday in Devon, and my mum and dad literally gave me something like twenty p to put in the machines. It was like it was that age I was. Yeah, um, I mean, I remember it being a lot of money in those what days. Happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? There was a two p machine. Yes. You put two p in, and it was a little card gambling thing where cards came up. Okay. And I, I'm thinking, why on earth were you allowed to bet with cards? I mean, it's basically training you to become a gambler there. <laughs> Um, and I put, I, I started with 20p or something and I kept winning and I went, you know, 2p at 4p, 6p and I got up to something like 92p. Wow. Yeah. And I was, I was, I thought, you know what, I'm going to get to a pound and I'm going to take Cash the money out. out and stop. Uh, did I get to a pound? <gasps> no. I put it all back in and lost all my money. Oh, and I remember, it's a tragedy for our times. I remember the walk back to my chalet that night <laughs> and, um, my, I remember my mum saying, what's wrong? Have you not had a nice time? <laughs> And I, I was, I, I just couldn't, it was such a negative experience for me. I was, I mean, and I know, it, I'm aware it sounds trivial and it's probably. Do you know what? It's, it's not, I mean, you know, some of us, like myself, may mm. have lost thousands of pounds and some of us lost 92p, but it's both, it's the same experience. It, it was an important 92p <laughs> for me. There was, there was a great lesson in that 92p. If anyone needs to, honestly, I feel like the two of us, I feel like. <laughs> You were the the sheltered prince in his castle, yeah, and I was on the street somewhere singing for my supper. I feel like, yeah, you could legitimately say, "For God's sake, man, live a little." And uh, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that. That was, it's, it's not a story of woe, is it? It's not. But to be fair, I think the reason I tell I the story. This is my story about how I had no money for the rest of the month, and I yeah. couldn't afford food or heating or electricity. And you come in with your ninety-two. But that was my twenty p for the evening. The original, my original stake. You know, that was. Um, but what I mean is, I think I was fortunate that my nature just, I, I very quickly worked out, I'm not cut out for gambling, am I? You know? <laughs> is this way you don't like Vegas? Maybe. When I went to Vegas, I was doing, I did it one chip at a time in the on the roulette thing. I had a, I had a hand Half a chip, you're trying to break the chip in half. It. I wasn't interested in, in winning, I just wanted to stay on the table for as long as possible, that was it. Um, anyway. Anyway, that's one. We've just done, <laughs> God. Um, drugs, you know, another, are we going to get a... Yeah. Oh, just like... Just a, <laughs> a tiny little. It's, a, it's like when you're playing Operation and you just touch the yeah, side just, slightly. Just a little tappet that we shan't go into. Right. Okay. We won't go in there. Right. Go into enough, that um, to be fair, I see. I see a fair few clients for mm. for drugs and stuff like that. Um, I'm not. I'm not a drug specialist, but no. obviously understanding the the sort of stimulus and response. You know that absolutely. It's something. It's something that we. Um, I, I do end up seeing a lot of people for. Um, yeah. Anyway, alcohol, another thing I see a lot of people eh. for. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> I could see that one coming for a long while. Yeah, that was again just when I was depressed and I told you the time I realised when I needed to stop was when I was making myself a vodka and orange before I went out to work. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a, that's that a is, sign, isn't it? Yeah, that's a red flag. That's thing, a sign. Yeah. I, I preferred who I was <laughs> when I had alcohol in my system. Here's the thing. This is a theme mm. we're going to continue through with this podcast. This idea that it wasn't just, oh, it was so lovely, I carried on doing it. It was... I was missing something yeah. and I needed to fill it with something. Well, I think it goes to show, you know, and I'm not being all smug life over here. I'm really not. But mm. I think it goes to show I used to I used to have not just one. Here's the thing. I'm not saying if you have a glass of wine of an evening, oh, you're addicted to wine. Absolutely mm. not. Absolutely not. But what I'm saying is I was drinking a good half a bottle of vodka mm. nearly every night. Which isn't good. That's not good. It's not good for you. And um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's having a social drink and there's having a drink in the evening and then there's, I just want to get blackout drunk right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think it goes to show, you know, in the past, well, however long we've been together, nearly eight years, I mm. think, um, yeah. you know, I don't, I just don't drink that much anymore, no. except at my parties. And if you're a friend and you've seen me at one of our parties, shut up. Nobody needs to hear what you have to that, say right that now. That is why you're such a lightweight around drink now, because <laughs> you don't drink that much. I think that's what it is. I used to I used to be able to drink half a bottle. I'm not bragging, but <laughs> I used to be able to drink half a bottle of vodka and just like not, it yeah. not affect me. And now I have one glass of 5% wine and I am I'm All ready to place. dance. All over I'm the not, place. I'm yeah, so, and this is what we were saying, isn't it, about... Yeah. doing something to excess yeah. and then not doing it because you don't necessarily need it or want it anymore mm. and then you do it a little and you're like oh yeah I can't uh, yeah. can't drink like I used to yeah. you used to be able to do all the 5% fruit wine but not, not now <laughs> now just one glass yeah. um, but other stuff oh it, this is when NHS talks about you, it's possible to be addicted to just about anything hmm. and this is where I think the NHS site is very much in the camp of anything you feel you struggle to give up yes yeah, not, not really looking for a hard definition no. but anything we feel we are well, dependent upon I would be I would be gutted if I was addicted to something that wasn't a substance and it was it was damaging my life mm. and I went to seek help for it and I got yeah. told uh, I can't help you with that because that's not a real addiction. Yeah, you know, yeah. if it as I said as I said before, if it is affecting your life, mm. it is serious enough for that's you to it. seek help. It's it's like being told you can't have medicine because you're not quite ill enough yet. Yeah, you know, that's uh, which some people do get sadly told. But, exactly. Um. Anyway, some things. Work addicted to work? Absolutely not. I'm gonna say you're not gonna buzz on that one. <laughs> I'm, are you, I'm no? turn the buzzer off. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no movement on addicted to work. Okay. No. <laughs> um, people. People. Some. I mean, you sometimes accuse me of being a bit of a, a workaholic, but I'm no. I'm nowhere near addicted to work. I'm very happy to stop work. Do you know, you know what? what I mean? For me, you know how people like. You know how people like their general work time is nine to five, mm. but I'm a good. 11 to 334 right <laughs> past that or outside of that you're not going to get anything from me so the fact that for me you are you know like maybe because you know you start work early you start work about eight and you work through till about six sometimes seven o'clock mm. to me i'm like right that's literally twice the amount i do in a day so therefore yeah. you must have a problem I, I, if honestly speaking before i met you mm. and i was just you know single man um I, I, didn't, I didn't really have any reason to do anything to, to stop work of right, an evening yeah. I just if I had more to do I'd carry on doing it I enjoy doing it I'd enjoy getting things done yeah but I think you know what you've taught me is that there's more interesting things to do with your life than <laughs> to work into the evening you yeah. know and, and there's more pleasure to be had from life than just I don't know thinking you're trying to build an empire or something I, I don't yeah. know how you describe it but but yeah but I mean but no I would never Whilst I, I work hard, I would never describe myself as addicted to work. No. no. I'm, not, I'm not there. But. No. Um, internet? Hey, mm. Perhaps. Does, does 
on our phones count as that? I think that does. I think social media counts. And if you are anything like me listening to this, I have a, <laughs> I just scroll through the same three apps, refreshing them, trying to get them to tell me something different. <laughs> it's like when you go to the cupboard and you know that they, you know you haven't got any tasty snacks, but it doesn't stop you opening the cupboard six times <laughs> to check. It's very much like that. We yeah. go on, I mean, we've, we've spoken about social media before, but you go on social media and you do that refresh thing because as it's refreshing, that's, um, oh, what did we see? That's like a potential dopamine hit. Like, is it going to be something good? Yeah. Is something going to come in? It's like it's yeah. like gambling in a way. And then it's like, oh, okay, no, no notifications, nothing new. No. Um, I'll come out of it. And See, then you go back in and check again. That's it. I would say it's one of those habits, if you like, or if we want to call it addictions, where you're doing it without realising you're doing it. Yes. You know, you're not you're not going to inject heroin without realising you're doing it. You There's know what a lot I mean? of prep. But yeah, that's it. You know, you can't, it's not just, oh, look, I've got to, I've got to put that in my vein again. You know, it's not going to be like that <laughs> because you're going to, but what you will feel is the draw to do it, the urge to do it, and then yeah. you'll respond to it. Whereas internet, where you've got your phone in your hand a lot of the time, mm. it's almost like you find yourself scrolling before you've even noticed you're doing it. You know, you're just sort of, Touching the same buttons, opening the same apps. And also, know? do you find that if, if for whatever reason, because sometimes we go out without our phones, sometimes mm-hmm. we, we play, play loose and fancy free and we leave our phones oh, at home. Crazy. How often do one of us like go to the toilet or something and the other one, oh, I'll just look at my phone. It just, yeah, it's you almost instant. Your pocket. Yeah, 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 yeah. You feel that, that your mind trying to draw you to just check your app or whatever it is. Even though know? you know it's going to be nothing important. Exactly. <laughs> it's I was going to say it's crazy, really, but and yet it can't be because we're all doing it. Mm. You know, it's not. It's a very much a human response. You know, it's it not is. like a, a, a malfunction or anything. It's mm. like that's what we do. Um, next one, solvents. What do you mean by solvents? Yeah, like, what, glue, like glue, glue and stuff. I don't know. Is it? It must be a, a bad thing because it's on the list here. As, oh, okay. As like number, no, no, I haven't. No, I haven't mm. really done that. I've got no stories of that. I either. mean, I. I do scrapbooking. Does that? Unless you're sniffing the pages. I don't think no, that's... No, no I don't no. think so. Um, funny, I did know when I was... Oh, this is a long time ago. One of my first jobs that I got, maybe my first job, was checking in lorries, lorries. on the motorway when they were building the M20 in, um, just down the road from me. Um, and I remember did, I did a day in the stores and the, the guy who was in charge of the stores... Oh, it's a really... It's a weird story that's just suddenly come into my mind, actually. I was sitting there doing some of the, the books, yeah. Like, yeah, the, the auditing way. Um, why would they let me do that? I was 16 years old. <laughs> terrible. I guess they figured I could add up. Um, and I heard <clears throat> I, a guy came in from one of the lorries and he, he delivered something to the guy at the desk, the, yeah. the guy who's in charge of the store. And to be fair, the guy in charge of the stores was, I believe, something like 18 or 19 years old. He wasn't like a, an older man. It was just he was in charge of that bit. And I could hear, I was doing my books and I could hear... Just like that, like huh. it, like it was something deflated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked over, and he had a, ca- a, a gas can, one of the handheld, like I don't know what it was, but he had it in his mouth. Oh my god! And was in, just inhaling it straight out of the. Why? Um, well, I didn't think to ask if I'm honest. You know, I, I was like, I was a bit freaked out by it. I'm like, excuse me, sir, what are you doing with that aerosol can, please? Well, it, it was a little bit like that, and um, and by the time he was finished with it, yeah, he was. Not there. Oh, really? Proper dribbling. I mean, I feel like we need to point out: do not do this. Do not try this. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was, and it was just horrible because it was almost like you could witness the brain cells being destroyed before your very eyes. Bloody hell! And it was just a yeah. It was really oh, it was really freaking out. And it shows you how sheltered I was at the time because I just I don't think I had the capacity to process what was going on in front of me at the time. No. But um, yeah, it's very weird. Anyway, moving on from that. (laughs) Moving on from that. Um, shopping. 
What, where's that buzzer? You can turn that buzzer back I don't on know now, where, I, Do you know what? I, I think I've lost the buzzer. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, you've broken I've... the buzzer because you hit it so hard that time. That's what it was. <laughs> Look, right. Here's the thing. What's the thing, Britt? Tell me I the thing. I like shopping and I like spending money. <laughs> and I don't think it's an addiction if I like doing it and continue to like doing I, it. I suppose we'd only class it as an addiction if you carried on doing it to the point where you put yourself in poverty. Hmm. Where it da- <laughs> This is where we get an on-air revelation about the state of our finances, is it? I mean, I, I do know your card numbers off by heart. I know. And it shows I trust you, doesn't it? That you, I just hand over all my banking details to you. And- Look, like there... Okay, I like... Okay, no, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on trial here. I do, you know, I do like a shop. I do like looking at things. Mm-hmm. I know... One of our listeners to the podcast, Paul, who runs Get Ready Comics. Oh yeah, he knows I like a shop as well. He's done. He's done okay out of it. He's done okay out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Paul. <laughs> um, no, I Paul's don't. Paul's like, I don't need this addiction. I wouldn't worry about it. You're fine. <laughs> Just got these new bags in. Here's my, here's my Darth Vader helmet. Um, I don't you know. I think I can. I can actually understand this. And okay, one thing that I would like to say about shopping addiction is I don't know if you sin, but like. There were companies that have been in the press lately, um, yeah. and I really should have written down some notes. But there, <laughs> there are some companies that allow you to pay for things um, in three. You know, so and yes. um, and I've used them. You yeah. know, especially if I if I'm spending a lot of money on something, yeah. and you just take you know you can take three months to pay for them, which is fine. Yeah. And a lot of people will use them responsibly. Yes. Like my good self. Yes. Um. You know, but the trouble is, is that all you have to do is sign up for an account. And you get given essentially an account of, of a lot of money. And I think that's where some people can mm. fall into it. You know, it's well, very it, much like we were saying about, about gambling. Only spend what you can afford well, to lose. It's the whole credit card thing, isn't it? Yes. You can charge it onto the card yeah. and then you can kind of just sort of hide it under the rug and not think about it. So I had I had a credit I only, I've only ever had one credit card in my life and I got it when I was 18. Mm. Um, and bearing in mind, regular listeners will know, by the time I was 18... My whole, in, you know, immediate family had died, and I was just on my own. So yeah. me getting a credit card was not a good idea. Um, I complete, I maxed it out within two, three weeks, I think, and it hung over me for years and yeah. years. And then when I was in my twenties, I paid it off mm. in full, yeah. cut it up, yeah. and never got a credit card again. I know we've got a lot of friends who have similar stories. Mm. Um, who went through that period where they had a lot of money on credit cards and then once they paid it off, cut them up Never and not again. using cards again. Yeah, because yeah. it's just too easy, isn't it? It's yeah. too tempting as well. But this is it. So these companies that allow you to sort of split payments, mm. whilst they are they are really good, it's, like I say, especially if you want to treat yourself to something, I'm all about, you know, treat yourself. Yeah. Um, and if you want to treat yourself to something expensive, they are, they're great. But just, I think, be aware a little bit with them because it can be all too easy because when it splits up, it's like, oh, it's just, you know, mm. 20, 30 quid here and there, here and there. But if you have yeah. multiples of them, all of a sudden that then comes to mm. hundreds of pounds That's every month. Up, so I think, and especially, I think, I, you know, there was a thing I saw not that long ago where, I mean, we're recording this in May 2021. Mm. But over the past 12 months, everyone's been at home. Yep. Shops have only just really opened. Yeah. And online shopping 
has gone through the roof yeah you know and and i think a lot of people it you can then be put in that in that awkward situation so again i will keep reiterating through this podcast episode if you are struggling with any of the things we are talking Mm. about Mm. please 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 seek help for them because you're not on your own yeah yeah and if you do get into financial problems as well it reaching out and declaring that and and getting the companies involved to help you pay them off because the thing that i found i I had a time when i had a really uh, a big credit card bill and it wasn't i was addicted to shopping as such i think i was just addicted to not paying my credit card bill (laughs) i mean or i wasn't addressing it yeah and when i reached out and said look i'm i'm struggling here they were much more interested in finding a way that I could pay them back than, yes. than just sort of imposing more fines and making it worse for me. So there is, again, there is help out there to get yeah. your financial situation sorted. Yeah. Nobody uh, wins by you not being able to pay people back. No, know? and I guess as well, my, my point is, is it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, you may be sitting there thinking, oh, well, you know, nobody's going to help me because I'm not hundreds of thousands of pounds in debt, yeah. you know, or I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't gamble every day of the week or I don't yeah, smoke every yeah. day. You know, it's, it's not about that, even yeah. if it's little. Yeah. As, if it affects your life and it's big to you, yeah. it's not little. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, the thing I want to ask, the question, we've touched upon this a bit, hmm. but why do we become addicted? Very good question. My essential question. My top result, I think, in my head. One you just of them, Googled in your head I'm there. Googling my head, just having a look through all my filing cabinets. Boredom, I think, is one of them. Boredom. I, I would say boredom is as powerful a negative emotion as any of our other emotions. Mm. Yeah, when people talk about the driving force behind certain kind of compulsive behaviours, yeah. boredom can be just as bad as sadness or pain yeah. or loss or trauma. Boredom, just like, it, it's easier to do the thing than not do the thing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, also, you know me, when I get bored and restless, it's... Oh, yeah. If something's about to happen. Like, so, you know, something's going to happen. Yeah, we yeah. don't know what. <laughs> could be bad, could be good, but it'll be something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think I think boredom's one, uh, and I think lack of lack of stimulus in your life. Yeah, yeah. I think well, we said this before, and we will repeat this. We'll come back to this. The idea that there's something missing, and we're trying to fill a hole in some way. So I, I have this thing, um, this sort of theory of mine, and, and it tends to be how I work with these sorts of things as well. This idea that we get taught from a very early age this strategy this i feel bad give me something to make me feel good mm. sort of thing so and it happens when we're a baby so the first thing is you know we cry baby's dummy something like that yeah we get a toy a sweet a hug and it solves the problem for us because yeah. our concerns aren't long-term career relationship <laughs> finances stuff they're just i can't see mum or i'm hungry or I my toys over what babies there. are crying about when there's there's so much going on in the world Got Get no problems at the Get moment yeah exactly <laughs> but this is the thing that's why babies go from absolutely distraught to oh what's over there because <laughs> there's nothing long-term weighing on them yeah. it's just in the moment i feel bad right now yeah and if we give them something that pleases them then the problem's solved yeah so yeah. our mind files away that little strategy mm. that i feel bad give me something to make me feel good that's, that's our relationship in a, in a nutshell <laughs> isn't it? that's our marriage <laughs> but this is what i mean so you, you end up with this this response going on anytime you then feel stressed or anxious or worried or bored mm. you're like right what what can i grab that will just make me give yeah. me a little you know, dopamine hit we're talking about yeah? yeah where we just feel that little bit of pleasure that little bit of positive stuff yeah but unfortunately Fortunately, when it comes to things that we might regard as addictions, mm. we have to keep chasing that bit of pleasure because it doesn't actually solve the problem. No. And all we're trying to do is mask over 
that sort of constant negative thing that we're trying to patch over, whether yeah. it be a situation in our life that we can't do anything about mm. or how we feel about ourselves. Yeah, or it's like, just like say, a distraction. So it's just yeah. like a distraction. It takes our focus to something good when all around us is something bad. I suppose, mm. yeah. Which is good in small doses, but not so good if this it then is, becomes an issue in your life. This is, and I think this is why so many people define addiction as including some inherent negative effect on your life. Mm. Because, yeah, you know what? You can absolutely buy all the lounge fly bags you want. Why are you saying this? <laughs> Why are we well, bringing it I'm, to me? I'm, I'm done it. Well, okay, okay. So I can buy all the arcade machines that I want. I'm aware I've got two <laughs> arcade machines over in the corner of the room that I didn't have at the start of lockdown. Um, but as long as buying them doesn't then stop putting food on the table and, yes. and things like that, you yeah, know, as long as it doesn't yeah. put us in trouble, as long as we're not just buying them on credit and it's a it's a debt that's waiting to be paid. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying in terms of yeah, you know what. Give me something to make me feel good is a legit strategy for happiness. Yes. But if all we're doing is plastering over something that needs addressing, yeah. it isn't going to solve that problem. No. Yeah, we, we would be much better off if our mind put its energy towards solving the long-term problem rather than just patching over it. It's like putting a bit of sellotape on a crack in a dam. At some point, that water's coming through whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, well, there's bigger work that needs doing. Exactly. Yeah. Just <laughs> exactly. Someone, someone with a roll of sellotape. Yeah. Just... Well, this is the thing. So I'm always thinking, whenever we're dealing with something that we regards addiction it's not just about the habitual nature of that thing because mm. you know we, when we're repeating something over and over again our mind naturally goes there it's like going into the same office to work every day it's yeah. just a journey that we do um, but it's not just about breaking the habit of it it's about addressing the need for that habit to develop yeah. in the first place the why yeah the why exactly yeah. um so there was we were going to we want to talk about this didn't we the the rat park experiment rat park which we've we've spoken about together before haven't we yes yes um so i really like this experiment mm -hmm. um and it was and i'm i'm as i said listeners i don't have notes so i might get a load of this wrong but from my understanding it was an experiment that was in the 70s yeah late, we 70s. Learned, late 70s published in 1978 i believe very good well done. <laughs> Research. See, the difference between you having all the notes and me having none. <laughs> um, and uh, they put two sets of rats in different cages. Yes. Uh, one cage had nothing, nada, yep. no stimulus, mm -hmm. absolutely. I was going to swear then, but like nothing. <laughs> um, and then the other one was like a rat park. It had like... Yeah, Disneyland for rats. It had swings. It had meet and greets. It had a castle. It had fireworks. It had everything a rat could ever want and more. It had lots of cheese. All yeah. sorts. And lots of other rats to have sex with as well, which is an important aspect for <laughs> a that, rat, I yes. think. You know. But in both, they put some water. And then if I remember rightly, it was water. They also put water that was laced with heroin. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, to see what would happen. And needless to say, uh, the ones in Rat Park were so stimulated with all the stuff they were doing that they didn't go near the heroin water. They, they left the, the tainted water alone. Yeah. And they just drank the pure water. Whereas the ones that were in the empty cage yeah. displayed all of the traits of addiction mm. to so you know they fell out with their friends, sold all their furniture, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, but anyway, the, the the rats in the normal cage, the empty cage, killed themselves on the heroin, and they didn't touch the nice water. They went for the more stimulating stuff. Yeah. And the rat park rats left it alone because they didn't need it. And the the conclusion from the experiment was that maybe what we've thought about addictions all along, where it was chemical hooks, yeah. things like that, maybe it's not so much about that 
and it's more about the state of your cage. Mm. And I think that's <clears throat> what we've got to address. If we feel the need to hop from addiction to addiction to addiction, mm. as many people do, we were talking about the idea of addictive personalities, which yes. we'll come on to in a minute, yeah? Then maybe what we're doing is we're basically just kind of compensating for yeah. the fact that our cage isn't quite stimulating enough. Yeah, so yeah. stimulate your cage, people. Yeah, I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's a dodgy euphemism if ever there was one. But you know what I mean? So it's like, what's going on? So the only time hmm. when com somebody comes for smoking cessation, to me, yes. the only time I'm like, hmm, is this going to go smoothly? Is when they say things such as, but what else have I got except my cigarettes? Yeah, if it's my yeah. only pleasure in life, then I'm like, okay, that's going to be difficult for your yeah. mind to let go of now because you probably need to create a more stimulating life for yourself. If yes. That makes sense, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, so addictive personalities, though, because you said to me the other day when we were talking about doing this, what do you think about addictive personalities? Is it a thing? Yeah, because I've always, I would describe myself as having an addictive personality because I feel I have two in two modes. Mm. I'm completely interested, completely obsessed, mm. or I couldn't give a shit. <laughs> I just, that you know, I feel like with me, you, I mean, you've described me as all or nothing. Mm. I'm, I'm, there's no in between. Yeah. And that's not me saying that I'm completely one dimensional and I have no personality. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there will be things in my life that, you know, you, you know how like some people with like Marmite, for example, and yes. they're like, you either love it or you hate it. Now I love it. Like I literally love it. And then, but you do get people who are just ambivalent. Yeah. Ambivalent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ambivalent towards Marmite, like, yeah. you know, like you, you know, you don't. Well, I mean, I have a certain, I would say I have a certain amount of apathy towards it. I'm like, I don't really care that much. You yeah, know? but and you I, don't love it or you hate it. No, no, no. But then I would say, you know, you talk about addictive personalities. I would say I'm more of a moderation person. Yes. Now, not um, not just for the sake of being sensible, but, you know, I, I think that's just my, kind of my nature. Yeah, whereas I'm not. <laughs> but then hang about, because I haven't lived the extremes that you've lived. No, very true. Is it not that we're kind of addicted to the high levels of dopamine that comes with the extreme experiences, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, so maybe. we're kind of, it's not that we need to be addicted to something. No. It's that we need to go all in to get the proper level of stimulus from this particular thing. You could argue that because I, I definitely have lived a life where I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't just, <laughs> I didn't just join a theatre troupe. I did mm. West End. You know, I didn't just I didn't just go to singing classes. Mm. I got a scholarship to one of the best theatre schools in the country. And yes, I am bragging because I'm very proud. You of managed that. to work that into I'm the podcast that. again. Yes, well done, well done. But yeah, I I didn't I didn't do things. Yeah, maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe well, that's so you, just... you've had highs and lows. You know, in yes. that sense. So you've probably had to engage with your your stimulus of choice fairly. Um, fairly all in, fairly yes. aggressively to drown out the bad stuff. You know? Yeah. See, this thing, I I've had a hard life. <laughs> I don't necessarily think somebody that describes themselves as having an addictive personality is still going through the the state where their cage is no good. Mm. You know, I think possibly they're very used to going all in now. And, yeah. And their mind isn't that interested with the just casual dip your toe in stuff. You no, know? no. Um, I just, and I, I find that with a lot of things with me. If I, if I like something... I have to know everything about it. <laughs> I, I just do. But then, but what will happen mm. is one day 
you'll be like, oh, do you not like that thing anymore? And I'll be like, oh, yeah. No, yeah, not really. No, not interested at yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I lose um, interest in things just as quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting... I mean, we could talk about this. Like, yeah, yeah well, we, but... we, you know, we, we didn't want to take this one over an hour. So let's... Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to move on then. I've got... I wanted to do your top 10. You know I like a top 10. I'm, I love my top 10 videos gonna, on YouTube. You know, I was just about to do the, the Top of the Pop theme tune and then I realised I couldn't remember it. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, I can remember it, but I think it's the one from the 60s. So oh, let's okay, not do that. Then. Yeah. Um, right, I, I, we won't do this full top 10, actually, but because I've, I've got three different lists here. One is top 10 addictive substances. Right. One is addictive behaviours, and one is just modern-day addictions. Yeah. Yeah. So... So, um, a taster. <laughs> so I just want to. I just want to see if you can guess. Right? Oh, okay. That's why you're hiding. That's the why I'm hiding. That, yeah, I'm hiding on this. So you're like, oh, I'm trying to. You're trying yeah, to lean over and see my. No. Um. So what would you say oh. was the number one? I'd say, say the top three addictive substances according to RehabSpot.com. I mean, I feel like this isn't something we should be doing in a top ten scope. But okay. Well, I'm not celebrating it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Um. Substances. So like alcohol. Alcohol's down at number six. No. Yeah, it is apparently. Okay. Um, cocaine. Cocaine is number two. Well done. Oh, thank you. Uh, smoking is that on there? Uh, tobacco is number three. But again, I would kind of argue. I know nicotine and tobacco and that yeah, yeah. been incredibly high on the addictive scale. But again, I would argue it's more the the benefit we get that we, we get addicted to the dopamine hit that yes. a cigarette gives us. I, I think what happens is we're in that situation where, well, let's face it, most of us start smoking through some form of social pressure. So to I mean, fit not in, all of us, but yeah. Well, why did, why did you start smoking? Uh, because I was stressed and a friend said to me, this will help you feel less stressed. It will help you feel less stressed. Exactly. So you had a reason. Yeah. You had a, even though it wasn't a pleasant experience having your first cigarette, there's a greater reason to carry on. Yeah. yeah? You know, and I'm so, so old. I don't remember my first cigarette at all. Not one bit. I don't think that's because you're old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, so we've, we've got reasons for carrying on. Yes. But then, of course... Because a lot of the time it is to look cool, to fit in with the crowd, etc. Yeah. yeah. And then we get a dopamine hit from doing that because now I'm doing the thing that is going to help me fit in, help me connect with the people around me because social acceptance yes. at that time is more important than health, in fact. You know, yeah. you know, as teenagers, oh, I'm going to live forever, that'll be fine. <laughs> Whereas I need to fit in with teenagers the crowd. Teenagers do think that, don't they? We do. That's, that's where we're because we haven't yet learned of our own mortality and it's not a concern mm. for us because it seems so far away. Mm. Whereas the immediate concern is, does that person over there like me? Mm. Do I look cool in front of that person that I'm trying to impress, etc.? So we do it, we get a dopamine hit for it, and then we get this attachment. Of putting a cigarette to our lips means we feel good. And it gives us then a positive feeling, yeah. even though it's not necessarily inherently addictive, according to the definitions. You yes. know? Um, but then, so it becomes that thing. So, I, I mean, I might argue this one, but I'm not, I'm not that interested in arguing it, to be fair. But, um, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's interesting how we regard it as intensely addictive. Yes. Even though it doesn't meet the criteria of addiction in that it's not inherently pleasurable the first time we engage with it. Hmm. But yeah, anyway. Um, and not interfering with our lives as well. I well, exactly. Say. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's many people, apart from the fact that it damages your health. Yeah. I but I mean, you like, could you know, argue that then. But... You've just got to go outside. I think that's, do you know what I mean? It's not one of those things that hmm. that is going to take up your time and your money. and. Yeah, know. that's true. Very few people... Um, smoke yeah. to the point where it puts them in the poor house exactly. or anything like that yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and also it's not that thing where you have to get more and more and more and more you just repeat the same amount that you have yeah. all the time don't you really although I have found you know I used to have a lot of friends that smoked and now in 2021 I'm almost 
I'm almost surprised when a friend of mine says yes. I'm going to go outside and have a cigarette. I'm like, oh, I don't know. It sounds really. Much that's not common. me being judgmental. That's not me being judgmental. No. That's just me noticing it. Yeah, I, I don't know many smokers. Mm. In fact, when we have like a Halloween party, mm. then we have like you know 80 people over. Maybe one or two. Yeah, and, and about... maybe just because they're drinking. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the number one addictive substance on this list, heroin. Heroin. Mm. Frightfully moorish. I understand. Yeah. Uh, again, not not, not that we know. No. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we can understand that. By the way, if you're looking to come off of a substance that potentially could damage your health to simply go cold turkey, please, please seek help, help and, and have have somebody that you're doing that with yeah. um, as, a, as a somebody that's going to be a carer for you. Yeah. yeah talk we, to people who know about this stuff. Talk to people who can make sure you don't damage yourself by coming off of this. Exactly. Like we, we make jokes and we laugh about these sorts of things, but but ultimately... You know, we do it so it's easier to talk about. Yeah, you know, exactly. Please, please seek help with things. Exactly. So when it comes to top 10 addictive behaviours, according to UKRehab.com, I'm got? just going to give you some of the highlights. Go on yeah. then. Uh, gaming and internet surfing yes. is on the list. I think I'd put it like right down there at 9 and 10. I think I'd put it higher than that if I was mm. to guess, actually. Eating. Addictive behaviours. Eating. I mean, yeah, I could, you know, I, I, I do like a snack. I just feel like eating is like, isn't that more like, sustaining your existence yeah but there, you know what when we won't go into that one but yes yeah okay, i, I know, suppose you know. this uh, yeah i yeah. suppose that yeah the wrong food yeah you could say that uh number six risk taking that's an addiction Apparently oh what so. like things like uh bungee jumping and stuff oh yeah like adrenaline junkies mm. yeah i cannot relate <laughs> <laughs> um gambling's in there yeah number three mm. collecting why are you looking at me <laughs> i'm just Why where's that buzzer gone <laughs> The buzzers, the buzzers. You are such a collector. Do you know what? I'm not on trial here. <laughs> this isn't about me. All right, fair enough. I'm just saying. Number three on the list, love. Number three on the list. Um, <laughs> this isn't about me. Carry on. Uh, number two is shopping. We've already covered that. Yeah. And number one, sex. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very similar noise to the one when we said pleasure. <laughs> it's like a Pavlovian response yeah. from you. Um, I mean, that's a whole other podcast I mean, in and of that, itself, isn't it? You know, that's just that's just fun, though. Yeah, I, I'm. St- I mean, sex addiction. I think you sex- would also include in that, uh, like, porn. yeah, porn yeah. and um, and also like having affairs and things like that. You get yeah. people. What was it? Was it Michael Douglas who came out as a sex addict? Didn't he? I think he? a few of them have. I think it's quite a common thing when you get caught having an affair or you know sleeping with groupies and things like that. <laughs> oh, turns out I'm a sex addict, so that's the problem. No, it is. It, 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 you know, it is a real thing, but it's yeah, also yeah. you know, sex is fun. Yeah, <laughs> that can be another quote. I don't do meth, and sex is fun. Brilliant. I've, we're overselling the podcast if we just leave with that, aren't we? Um, okay, so we're nearly at the end of this one. Yes. Um, but obviously, we like to give some some tips. Yeah. yeah. In terms of, but I mean, I feel like this is one of those things where it's like, how can we give tips about dealing with our addictions? Mm. Yeah. I think our my tip generally is never to label yourself as broken or damaged. Yeah, we yeah. we have certain responses that we are indulging in at the moment. Yes. And some will be healthy, some will be unhealthy. We'll recognise that. Yeah. We always have the option to change this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I'm, from my opinion, is I agree with you. It's really important not to label yourself and not to say you're broken. Mm. But what I will say is <sighs> take it seriously, but don't take it too seriously. Mm. And what I mean by that is... If there's anything that's affecting you or your life, as I said, it doesn't matter how big it is, take that uh, hint to yourself seriously to go seek help. But Mm. don't feel like 
you're broken or you can't be helped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think there's, so there's something that I, I talk about with people. So people will often say the thing they're addicted to is like their crutch. It's their, the thing they're depending on. You right. Know, we can't live without it. And here's the thing. If you remove somebody's crutch, one of three things will happen. Firstly, they'll fall over. Mm. You know what? If you fall over, that's okay. You've fallen over a lot of times, you've got back up and you'll get back up stronger. Okay. Mm. The second thing, we might look for another crutch. Yeah, and that's what many people end up doing is looking yeah. around for the next thing that supports them. Yeah. But the third option is the one that I would encourage people to think about. Maybe we realise we're not lame anymore. Maybe we realise that wherever we were when we picked up this crutch, we've healed since then, we've moved on, we've got to a better place. Yeah. And maybe we don't have to depend on our stimulants or our behaviours or our habits to get through, maybe we're stronger than we realise. Oh, that's a lovely place to finish. I really like that. <laughs> ah. Well, as always, guys, thank you so, so much for listening to this. Um, we hope you've got something positive out of it. Uh, as we said again, please do seek help. We will be putting some uh, resources in the description of the podcast as well. So please do seek those out should you wish to speak to anybody professional Absolutely. about anything to do with any of the topics we've discussed today. Um, please feel free to come find us on social media. You can find me at Brit Marie Box on Instagram and Tim is at Timbox Mind Coach. Please do get in touch. Let us know if you are enjoying the podcast. Um, and yeah, we will see you on the next one. See you on the next one. And keep thinking outside the box. Bye. Bye.